Hi, and welcome to the Post-Acute Point of View, our discussion hub for healthcare technology in the out-of-hospital space. Here we talk about the latest news and views on trends and innovation that can impact the way post-acute care providers work. And we take a look at how technology can make a difference in today's changing healthcare landscape in both home-based and facility-based care organizations and the lives of the people they serve. Today, we hear from Naveen Gupta, Senior Vice President of Home and Hospice Division for Matrix Care, and his special guest. Let's dive in. My name is Naveen Gupta. I lead the Home and Hospice Division for Matrix Care. Most technology providers, they enable connectivity to the outside network and partners, and the various terms that are often used to describe the range of connectedness from closed systems to open systems. And even within open systems, there are various degrees and mindsets that range from vendors that think essentially they need to offer all solutions versus those that enable an open system where they invite a best of breed approach where uh, solution providers are encouraged to coexist in the networks, but even go beyond that and build workflows that enable better outcomes for providers. We firmly believe in interoperability, data exchange, enabling a best of breed approach. We believe that EHRs cannot solve all problems and we never attempt to do that. We partner with providers and and technology partners essentially that are part of the ecosystem and you're gonna hear from one today. So let's dive into part one. Joining me today are two leaders from SureScripts. Andrew, he is the Principal Product Manager for Clinical DM Solution, and we'll have Andrew introduce himself in a little bit. And Bree, she's the Account Manager for Health Plans. Welcome, Bree and Andrew. Thank you. I'm going to begin with you, but why don't you introduce yourself first, and then we'll start our conversation. Sure. So I'm the Principal Product Marketing Manager for our Informed Care Decisions Portfolio here at SureScripts. That includes uh, our medication history solutions, as well as our clinical history solutions and our clinical direct messaging portfolio. I've been in, in healthcare IT for around 10 years and uh, really looking forward to today's uh, session. Well, thank you, Andrew, for joining us. And we started this opening conversation around organizations that are like-minded when it comes to creating an open network, an open ecosystem. From your vantage point, how do you see the relationship between SureScripts and Matrix Care and the benefit that it really brings to our our joint and you know, customers and providers that use our solution. Sure, absolutely. So what I think I'd like to do first is set up some background information for those who may not be aware of the reach and role that Trustscripts plays in the healthcare IT industry. So we serve the nation through simpler trusted health intelligence sharing in order to increase patient safety, lower costs, and ensure quality care. And we partner with vendors like Matrix Care who believe in those same principles. We align healthcare organizations across the nation to help simplify the way that that health intelligence is shared and give our healthcare professionals the trusted insights that they need to serve patients. And to do that, we convene nearly all electronic health records like yourself, vendors, pharmacy benefit managers, pharmacies and clinicians, plus health plans, long-term and post-acute care organizations, and even specialty hubs and specialty pharmacy organizations. And all of these people together make up the most powerful thing about SureScripts, and that's our network alliance. And so today, to give you an idea of some scale, we connect with more than 2 million healthcare professionals and organizations with trusted healthcare intelligence for more than 99% of American patients. 
And in 2021, we processed nearly 20 billion health information transactions, all based on data standards that are designed for nationwide interoperability and supported by that continuous work to protect and improve the privacy, security, and performance of our network. And so we're really enthused and excited to work with our partners like Matrix Care to partner on several solutions because what that allows us to do is work very closely with a partner who is that last step before the end user, right? That's what the end user is in all day. That's their normal daily workflow, whether that's prescribing, checking medication history, looking up a patient's chart, et cetera. And so by seamlessly integrating with partners, we're able to provide that uninterrupted experience for your end users and clients uh, while still providing valuable data in the right place at the right time. So all that to say, Matrix Care and Scripts were both committed to interoperable workflows that allow providers to make more informed care decisions by delivering the right data at the point of care. Yeah, Andrew Well said, I think most people may not know the breadth and depth of Scripts network, the reach that you have the number of lives that you're touching, the number of transactions that you're doing, but it really goes beyond that. As you said, ultimately, we're in this case, we're acting as the last mile access, right, to the patient, to the EHR, through the clinicians and the providers, and really having a great relationship, right, where we're committed to the data standards, the interoperability standards, and open ecosystem where we can connect our platforms and bring value is really, really tremendous. And I'm just going to add, had an opportunity to meet many within your leadership team. We've we've partnered for many years. Our many customers have adopted our joint solutions together today and are benefiting from it on a daily basis. And part of that really comes to a common culture that our organization share where we're committed to really solving true healthcare problems and having a mindset of being able to to do it in a way that really teases out these workflow frictions that exist and makes it painful for people within the healthcare system. And it's great just to see how that has evolved over the last many years. So thank you, Andrew, for your response there. Yeah, Bree, I want to I bring you into the conversation as well. And, you know, I know you've got a tremendous clinical background. You've been in post-acute as well. Why don't you introduce yourselves first to our viewers and listeners, and, and we'll pick your brain a little bit here as well. Sure, absolutely. Thank you for the warm welcome and introduction. So by training, I am a board-certified geriatric pharmacist. I have worked in the community setting, long-term post-acute care, endocrinology, and primary care. I also served on the executive board of the American Society of Consultant Pharmacists, which is a pharmacy association focused on supporting and educating senior care pharmacists. So this entire topic is very near and dear to my heart. I'm honored to be on this call today. Thank you, Bree. So Bree, we're talking about the solution that we jointly bring to market, the, the medication important reconciliation feature. Talk to us a little bit more about what is it specifically, A, and B, what value, what is it solving ultimately for the clinicians in the field? Yeah, absolutely. And I would love to share two stories separated by 10 years, because I think it really shows how far our industry has come with some of these amazing solutions and how it's both changing provider care and just patient impact. So my first story, and it's not uncommon to anyone who has been in healthcare for the last 10 years or longer, is that I used to work at a retirement center. We would go to the primary care's office located on the first floor. 
and do medication reconciliation once a month. I was literally sitting in a closet surrounded by all of the medication charts that were in paper files surrounded in the room going through it. And I had noticed that one patient, one of their blood pressure medications, lisinopril had not been renewed. So needed to kind of do a little digging, figure out what had happened, had the blood pressure resolved, had they been having side effects, what was going on. The solution 10 years ago was to literally track down the provider in that office, hope they were there that day, hope they had a few minutes between patients to do that digging. And he pulled out like a little black notebook, flips to, we'll say page 45. And he's noted that that patient has had a dry cough, which is an unknown side effect of that class of medications. And so he was changing it to another medication class. It was nowhere in the EHR, nowhere in the medication charts yet, because he simply had not had the time to go write this information just yet. So I think back to that experience and really having to first find that, have the cognitive skill in that moment to notice that a medication had been missing and then to go and figure out what had happened. Nowadays, it's incredible. Click of a button, you can see the last 12 months of both prescription information from the pharmacy and the PBM. You can see if there have been medication additions, deletions, dose changes, any notes around that therapy. And it just makes it so efficient for everyone on the interprofessional team. So that's just one story I always, always think about and how far we have come. But 10 years ago also isn't that far. As I jump to where we are now, there is silver lining, I think, sometimes in the pandemic over the last two years. As I mentioned, I worked with consultant pharmacists and a consultant pharmacist is someone that is going into nursing facilities, assisted living facilities, hospice, home care, and they're doing medication reconciliation per CMS guidance. They're also usually there. They're doing in-service education to the other clinicians. They're doing quality assurance checks. They're checking storage of medications. We used to have to go physically drive. Many consultant pharmacists will drive two or three hours to a facility within their territory. And maybe they weren't sitting in a closet like I was, but they were sitting at a desk going through the medication changes, then also having to make those recommendations all on site, all in one day, just throwing information at the entire clinical team. With COVID, some of this has been able to move remotely depending on the company and the location. Pharmacists are now able to do their medication reconciliation from a remote location, proactively send notifications to the prescribers if they want a gradual dose reduction, if they think something should be changed or something should be taken in the morning versus night to prevent known side effects of these medications. Then when they go visit these facilities, they're able to spend their time having those direct conversations with clinicians, doing those in-services, doing the quality control that they need to versus getting there, trying to cram all of this in. It's such a proactive way to patient care and also just the entire professional team really, really working together. So those two stories to me, 10 years separated kind of seems long, but it's also very short and just goes to show how much has changed in our healthcare due to solutions that Trisgrips does offer. Yeah, Brie, those are powerful, compelling stories. You know, I think stories have a great way to communicate sort of a visual of how yeah. it used to work, like just the image of you in a closet <laughs> looking at all of these various medications 
I think we're talking about a labor multiplying effect where a pharmacist can be remote, where not spending hours on end driving and, and picking up all of these medications and looking at them. And you're right, 10 years is not long ago, but just no. the, the, the impact that we've, you've been able to make and jointly to the providers that this has happened in the clinical value, because even within home health, the start of care, you've got a shoebox with medications in there, they're pulling oh them gosh. out and trying to, trying to make sense of it all versus, as you said, pressing a button in the EHR, connecting to the Shawscript network, pulling in this data, being able to reconcile in real time. It is a game changer. It really is. And for those you know, technology partners with Shawscript and Matrix Care with the right EHR, being able to do that really, really goes a long way. So thank you, Brie, for, for sharing that, that insight there. Andrew, I want to bring you back in, right? So it's great, right? So we talked about what's happened over the last 10 years, right? We look out into the future now, right? And we're shaping the future. Organizations such as ours and yours, we are, we are part of shaping what healthcare could look like. And I know... Andrew, you, as you think about share scripts, as you think about your offerings, you know, you're, you're thinking about, it's just not data, right? It's actionable intelligence. And you do it through the construct of not just interoperability, but practical interoperability. Unpack that for us, Andrew, as you think about innovation and what that means for the future. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's an important point on the interoperability specifically, right? It's become a bit of a buzzword. I'm sure if anyone was anyone listening has been to Hymns or Vive or Chime or any of the other assorted uh, events, interoperability will be on probably every booth. And that's great. But what does it actually mean? Right. And so here at Surescripts, I mean, interoperability is our lifeblood. I mean, it is all we do 20 million times a year. When we're taking in this example medication history, that's coming from a pharmacy which has a totally different system than the EHR at a health system, long-term care facility, et cetera. We are translating that data and making it useful to that person and organization on the other side. So we're doing this and have been doing this for years. And so I think that's a really important point that when we say practical interoperability, we say that because it's not a theory, right? It's something we have actually been doing with our partners. And that all ties back into that network alliance that I mentioned Yes. And that's where our value comes from, is being able to be that organization that sits in the middle of the, you know, quote unquote, two sides of the network, meaning PBMs and pharmacies, and then generally our sort of provider side that's made up of, sure. you know, health systems, ambulatory, et cetera. Because again, they're working in completely different systems. And even, unfortunately, what we run into, which is just as common, is provider to provider issues right? All the EHRs don't necessarily talk nicely to each other perfectly. Um, and so what is the key that we kind of unlock is, hey, you as a long-term care facility or, or as an EHR vendor, could you go and connect to every major pharmacy and PBM? Sure. Well, you know, we'll see you in 10 years, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's the value of the network. And that's what we mean when we say practical, because it's actually happening in real life millions of times a day. Yes. Um, the other thing that I think we're seeing as we look towards the future of with technology and, and healthcare is that our customers, for the most part, don't need more data. They just need the right data, right? Mm -hmm. Because we've reached this almost critical mass of data and handing someone a 500 line sheet doesn't really help them make that informed care decision, especially in any kind of a 
urgent or emergent situation, which let's be honest, I'm sure if you talk to any pharmacist or provider, it's all urgent and emergent, right? Because there's more patients, more things, more issues that need to be addressed. And so by doing that simpler intelligence sharing and allowing the data that matters to shine, we give those healthcare professionals more time to do the things that they got into healthcare for, treating patients, investigating issues, putting together the information that's needed. And especially, I think it's really important in the long-term post-acute space because you guys are dealing with every other stakeholder, basically, right? The large health system post-discharge or a primary care physician or, of course, their pharmacy or polypharmacy, right? It's all these different factors that come in. And so I think especially in this space where you really are more the center and all these other areas feed in as patients are, are making their way to, to these facilities for, for obviously various reasons and various lengths of time. It can be really tricky to decipher what happened before they got to you without the right data. And Andrew, I'd like to touch on from a clinician standpoint, just the importance of consumable data, because I think that we are growing our data pools larger and larger and larger but I think back to when I was on the clinician side, just a data dump of information is so hard to sort through. And if you're using solutions that are pulling alerts out, such as a medication has been added, a dose has been increased or decreased, whether that's an alert on the actual EHR or there's an e-notification that's yes. coming from one prescriber to another so that the entire team knows about that patient's story. That is so, so important to clinicians. Right now, we kind of have two opposing currents. We have the rising silver tsunami as baby boomers are getting ready to retire, but we have a decrease in healthcare workforce. And so those that are in the workforce are going to need data that is easy to pull out, easy to understand, and easy to act on. Yeah. Wow. Andrew and, and Brie, this was just you articulating, right, where it's actionable, right? So even Brie, you're talking about even notifications, right, that there's a change there where this data is now driving right care plans and how mm-hmm. and how clinicians are taking care of patients and you know you're right there's a silver tsunami right we've got a doubling of the senior population yeah. that's happening and we don't have enough workforce to really support that providers are their economics are getting squeezed from a reimbursement perspective while at the same time they they've got to take on more risk as they transition from a fee for service to sort of a fee for yeah. value right or managed care plan so all of this with rich interoperability, practical in nature, intelligence that's actionable, real-time organizations such as yours that bring that to the table for providers. And then just broadly as where we started, where technology partners, technology vendors that are collaborating together, that are committed to these open standards. And I know there is NCPDB and there's many others as fire interoperability and just embracing all of those standards, uh, removing friction from the system, enabling data to flow in real time, you know, and making it possible then to drive better clinical outcomes, you know, and, and a commitment again to a rich connected healthcare partner ecosystem. Bree and Andrew, really appreciate you taking time. Thank you so much to you and your team and everything that you're doing to really be a very positive influence in the healthcare ecosystem. And, and we're very grateful that we can partner with all of you. Thank you. Yep. We appreciate it.
That concludes the latest episode of the Post-Acute Point of View from Matrix Care. We have a lot of guests and topics coming up that you won't want to miss, so be sure to subscribe. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, and if you have a topic you'd like us to discuss, leave us a review. To learn more about Matrix Care and our solutions and services, visit matrixcare.com. You can also follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you for listening. Be well, and we'll see you next time.